This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. All right, Duncan, it's the official coffee of the Fan Morning Show. Happy Friday to you. Time right now, 8 o'clock on a dot, brought to you by Gina Petro of REMAX Select Realty. Love to welcome in right now, joined by MLB insider John Heyman, host of the Odyssey Original Podcast, Big Time Baseball, with Cody Decker, Tony Gwynn Jr., covering all things MLB. John, a good morning to you. How you doing? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're great. I tweeted this earlier this morning. Tell me if this makes any sense. You're going to probably tell me no, but uh, so what? Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> right? So I, I tweeted, you know, forget Reynolds to some degree. The Pirates should offer O'Neill Cruz 11 at like $200 million. Make the offer. <laughs> it, listen, listen. If he signs the team, they spent the money, they got the guy. And if they make an offer and Cruz says no – then tell somebody off the record and get it out there that they tried because teams are signing these young guys pre-arb and taking a chance on them. Should they turn their attention to O'Neill Cruz or not? Well, I, you know, I do think they are interested in locking up O'Neill Cruz. I have not heard that there was any progress in any talks there. But, um, yeah, I mean, the idea, yeah, your concept is fantastic. I agree 100%, and I, I wouldn't think the Pirates would disagree. Uh, the dollars, I would say – I would say that's a little high, and I, I'm an employee guy. I'm work, I'm a I'm a working stiff. I'm not a management, but uh, I would say 200 million might be a little high for somebody who really hasn't. Uh, you know, he's barely been a you know well, barely been. Wonder Franco got, leagues. but well, here's it. Wonder Franco got 182. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think you know, there's can't miss, and then there's can't miss. I I I I, I wouldn't quite put O'Neill Cruz in that category yet. Uh, I, 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 I question the, the uh, wisdom of the $182 million for Wander Franco, but uh, I think there's a good chance that ultimately will be work out. And I, I think, certainly would think there's a chance this would work out with Cruz. He's obviously extremely talented. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, let's give the Pirates some credit. They've, they've got guys on this team that give the team hope. I mean, uh, there are some other teams, Oakland, and not to name too many names, but they've got some they've got some potentially great players. And he certainly is a potentially great player, but I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't start at two hundred million. Why why would you know why why not? I mean, all these other guys who are great prospects, I think teams try to lock up early for a hundred million, and you know, in many cases it failed. But uh, and I could see a hundred million, but. I, I don't know. I think O'Neill Cruz would love you. That's what I think. <laughs> John, you just said that uh, O'Neill Cruz has the potential to be a great player. Well, there's sure. somebody here in Pittsburgh who covers the Pirates named Bob Walk who took it a step further, said that he has the potential to be a Hall of Famer. Do you see that trending in that direction whenever you watch O'Neill Cruz? 
Yeah, well, I mean, he's got incredible tools. I mean, the arm, speed, power, uh, it's pretty pretty amazing to see. Uh, you know, I have to defer to Bob on that. I mean, he's, he's there all the time. He sees him all the time. You know, I've only seen him occasionally. And, I mean, when you do, you, you know, it, it's pretty amazing. Um, so I, I love the concept. I, I think they should go above and beyond. But, uh, yeah, just 200 is a little bit over for me. But, uh uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt it. I, I basically said the same about Ethan Salas, who's 16 years old, a catcher in the Padres organization. He he's not played a game in the minor league, so uh, I don't. I, I would defer to Bob. It's possible to see a Hall of Fame potential on somebody who's barely played in the major league level. John, you've been all over the Brian Reynolds stuff, uh, as is our guy locally, our friend Jason Mackey, and the sure. way that. Uh, I saw it put out there was that the money might not be far off between the Pirates and Reynolds, but that there was some sort of conceptual issue. And I don't know what that means. Do you know what that means, John? <laughs> I, I can only guess what that means. Yeah, I've heard they, they basically have agreement on the dollars, on the terms. So um, I've, I've heard the word structural. I've heard conceptual. Um, I might get, I, if I were to guess, it could be something like an opt-out because that would be important to players. You see how valuable a tool that is for players. It gives them an option. Um, that would be my guess, something like that. But, I mean, if they seem to be agreeing on the dollars. To me, that means the years, too. So something like that, uh, I would think, could be a sticking point. Uh, I don't see a no trade as a sticking point. That, that to me, is something that's uh, of some value, but – not of incredible value. I mean, you know, if he's traded, he'd be traded to a contender, right? So it wouldn't be that terrible to be traded. Uh, so I, I don't see that as a sticking point. But, I, again, I'm just speculating on what it is. But something something that's important, obviously, uh, but not involving the money or the years. Fan Hotline presented by Nemecolon around every corner. Nemecolon creates real-life magic for guests. John Heyman joining us right now, Odyssey MLB Insider. If the Pirates get a deal done with Brian Reynolds, does it change the public perception that they're actually trying to do business and serious about doing business on a uh, on a on a more global front? I guess. Well, I mean, it certainly helps. Uh, you know, he's an outstanding two-way player. Uh, you know, and you saw how valuable center fielders are in the marketplace. Brandon Nimmo, uh, who's really good, but Certainly, not doesn't have the power of Reynolds. Uh, got 162 million as a free agent, uh, and there just wasn't any other uh, center fielder who could hit on the market. You know, guys who play center field or shortstop and can hit is uh, about the most valuable thing you can have. So, uh, I think uh, it would help to change the, the perception, uh, certainly, but uh, it. It, it probably takes winning to really change the perception. You know, I mean, it was nice that they locked up Key Brian Hayes, but that didn't change the perception too much. Is the yeah, And that's what I wanted to get at, and I'm glad you went there. Is the perception right now that they're not serious about doing business with big-time players? Uh, yeah, I mean, either that they're not serious or not able, uh, depending on the perspective. But uh, Well, you tell I mean, me yours. Tell me yours. Yeah, I mean, obviously, they run it like a business, like most teams. You know, they're not Steve Cohen. They're not Seidler from the Padres. They're not Texas. You know, those are unusual teams. 
the, they're in the group of the vast majority of teams that runs it like a business and doesn't say to themselves, okay, we want to win. That's the priority over, you know, we can't, you know, we're, we're willing to lose money to win. Uh, they're in the majority. But, you know, the fact that they're a small market team and running it like a business puts them in behind the eight ball, makes it very difficult. Um, you know, San Diego people tell, say that that's a small market. They're, it's not a small market. It's the 12th market in the country. They have some challenges uh, in local media and other things like that, but that, that's at least a mid-market. Pittsburgh is legitimately a, a small market team with some revenue challenges. So, uh, you know, I can see why they're not spending like the Padres or the Mets. That said, uh you know, I do understand why the fans have been upset and why, uh, why you know, they, they've not put enough emphasis on making sure they have a great product on the field. I think, I think that's fair. Last year it was reported, maybe even by you, John, and forgive me if I, if I misremember this, that the Pirates were interested maybe in trying to get something done with young star or potential star in their minds, Ronzi Contreras. Uh, do you think that a Reynolds contract, if they were able to get something done, would preclude them from being able to do something like that? No, I, I wouldn't think so. No, I mean, if, if you're only able to keep one good player, you're, you really should, at that point you should sell the team. You know, uh, you, know you, you obviously need a lot of good players in baseball, it's not basketball. So um, they, I'm sure they understand that. So, uh, no, I, I mean, one $100 million contract shouldn't shut down the business. Uh, I think that's fair. John, how about this pitch clock? It seems to be working around the league. Um, I, I, as I, I know that the target is obviously for the game, the game itself. But, you know, I want to hear your thoughts first on the pitch clock. But do you also think that it's targeting a different generation of fans and a different generation of viewers to be more engaged in the sport of baseball? Well, first of all, I mean, I'm biased. I love the pitch clock because I'm on deadline constantly. And uh, <laughs> the stories will be much better if they're not completely rushed uh, as the game drags on. Um, you know, I think it is good to trim the fat out of the game. I know that some old-time baseball people love the cat and mouse game and all that. And I, I do have concerns about the key moments that are, you know, I, I wouldn't mind, you know, if it's a tie game in the ninth inning. Uh, you know, that point, uh, guys have, uh, you know, take their time. And maybe they'll have some adjustments and relax the rules and, and later in games or in more important games. I don't know. But for now, I love it. The players, by and large, seem to be okay with it or even happier with it. Um, we still got to learn. I, and I mean, I, I, I cover this for a living. I still can't figure out why McNeil got a strike on him uh, last night. I think they said, uh, excuse me, I'm near an airport. Uh, I can, I can figure, I can deduce that much, yes. Yeah. Um, they said Alonzo took too long to get back to first base. Uh, I guess it was, after, I can't remember if it was after a foul ball or what. I don't know. But it was on Alonzo, and they gave McNeil the strike. So I think McNeil owes Alonzo. Actually, McNeil ended up getting a hit, a game, uh, an RBI hit on that. Anyway, despite the extra strike, they gave him a two-strike. Two I, I, I didn't expect that. I didn't see that in spring training, and uh, yeah, I'm going to have to brush up myself. So uh, Alonzo didn't get it either. I don't think anybody really understood it. But uh, there'll be adjustments, and, uh, I, you know, by and large, I think it's, uh, they're targeting the right group. I mean, you want young fans, right, because uh, young fans are going to be around longer, and 
uh, will end up in, uh, watching more games than the older fans. So uh, I think it's the right thing to do, and I think it's uh, generally been great for baseball. Fan Morning Show Twitter poll brought to you by P.J. Fitzpatrick, home improvement trust, pj.com. Last one for you. We're, we're very close with uh, Neil Walker. He comes on our show a lot. He does a lot for our station. Super, super guy. Uh, he said he talked to Andrew McCutcheon not long ago and said Andrew McCutcheon really thinks is a good opportunity in Pittsburgh because he's not going to have to play every day. He can DH here. He can uh, go to right field, obviously, and do some things. Do you think this could be in a relaxing situation and not having to really get after it every single day this could be a situation where McCutcheon does benefit, uh, John? Uh, well, certainly. Uh, you know, I mean, he's probably at that stage of that career uh, where he's going to be a contributor but not a, an everyday player, and it makes sense. He certainly has got uh, skills. Uh, you know, probably uh, a near Hall of Famer. I don't have to look at the, at the, at the whole statistical uh, – rundown but uh he's been a, a great pirate a great major leaguer he's certainly going to be a big plus in that clubhouse as a sage veteran and uh, certainly has skill to uh pitch in with some uh, key hits so uh I, I think it makes sense i thought that was one of the best signings of the offseason uh even though it really only moved the needle in pittsburgh maybe but uh I, I loved it i thought that was a great idea and uh you know i mean the pirates are uh you know, I know they don't get much credit, and they won't until they win, but uh, they're doing some things right. And if they get this Reynolds thing done, uh, good for them because it's not easy to lock up a guy uh, of this stature in a small market. Thank you, John. We appreciate it as always. We'll talk again soon. All right. Good talking to you guys.